This is the Fantasy Fast Track with Brandon Funston and Brad Evans. Ready, set, go! This is a Fantasy Fast Track pod presented by Monkey Night Fight. Brad the Big Noise Evans here joined by Senior Fun Buns Brandon Funston. And Brandon, I want to propose a question to you because there are a lot of people out there with massive voids on their roster. Got a pair of teams on by. Uh, we've got some unknowns tied to the COVID spread, specifically with the Tennessee Titans. Get your crap together, Tennessee. Uh, but who has a bigger breakout week at the running back position, in your opinion? Cam Akers against Washington. Chase Edmonds against the puddle jumpers in New York or Justin Jackson working in tandem with Joshua Kelly against the New Orleans Saints under the primetime lights on Monday. I will go with Chase Edmonds and you know I love Cam Akers but I think he's been out. Sean McVay has gone back and forth between holding up on a pedestal Malcolm Brown and Daryl Henderson and I think it's going to be more of a slow boil for him. Chase Edmonds has the potential to, you know, boil Kenyon over. Drake comes out. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Kenyon Drake comes out and does his, the blah Kenyon Drake things that he's been doing this year. And after halftime, it could be the Chase Edmonds show. I mean, I think for just this week, uh, this could be the coming out party for Chase Edmonds. I think Justin Jackson is going to play the complimentary role now to Joshua Kelly, who assumes the big role there in the Chargers backfield. Well, the Jets rank inside the top 10 and most fancy points allowed to the running back position. They're giving up close to 4.7 yards per carry to RBs. Uh, you know, we talked to some insiders, Ken Summers of the Arizona Republic on our Sirius XM uh, fantasy show, and we asked Ken about, you know, whether or not the takeover could be imminent for Chase Edmonds, and he said, yeah, I would expect an uptick in touches starting this week. So, yeah, I'm with you, man. You got to maximize the matchup, A. And B, uh, I think Edmonds, if he does see maybe 11 to 13 touches in this one, that could lead easily to 60 combined yards and a touchdown against a very appreciably friendly front of the New York Jets. So you and I are in agreement. Go ahead and chase down Edmonds and get him in your lineup, even as an RB2 here in 12-team and deeper leagues in week number five. And look, if you want to check out all the various props that monkeynightfight.com has, go there right now. Log on to the website. Use the promo code FTN. Again, promo code FTN. And as a new user, when you sign up, you get a free $5 game on the house. It's a really simple contest. It's just more or less over or under on fantasy points, on yards, on receptions, game by game, player by player. It's you against the odds makers, not you against a bunch of lineup accumulators. Go now to monkeynightfight.com and use that promo code FTN to get your free $5 game on the house. Let's get to it. Today's Fantasy Five. Number five. All right, let's start off in a matchup between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Baltimore Ravens. And the Bengals are catching 13 and a half in this one. Heavy underdogs in this contest, Brandon. And let's uh, zero in on Tyler Boyd. And the number here is five and a half receptions at MKF against this Baltimore secondary. And I'm taking the over. I think this could be an eight-plus catch game for Boyd, uh, a player that really is the favorite of one Joe Burrow. They are in sync. They are in chemistry together, unlike A.J. Green 
and Burrow. Uh, I think you know, you know, the rookie quarterback is going to be feeding the ball out of the slot early and often because the Ravens have a lot of the fourth most yards to slot wide receivers this season. I've got Boyd ranked at wide receiver 11 this week. That's how bullish I am on him. And knowing, too, that Burrow, this could be a 50-60 to 60 pass attempt game if the script gets out of hand early, which most anticipate, at least the odds makers do, uh, in this matchup against their division rival. Are you going to fade or are you going to follow me on the over 5.5 receptions for Tyler Boyd? Yeah, I'm going to follow. You mentioned it. It's the most heavily pass-heavy volumed team in the league with the number one target in that system. And it is a area of vulnerability for the Ravens. We've seen guys that aren't as uh, widely targeted like Jarvis Landry and Randall Cobb come out of the slot and get five catches. Terry McLaurin had 10 catches last week. I haven't looked at the numbers, but I'm guessing he ran a fair amount of slot uh, routes in that game. Um, so, yeah, I think that Tyler Boyd, uh, given his situation within this offense, is going to get six, seven or even more catches in this game. Oh, yeah, feeling that fever for Tyler Boyd. Number four. All right, let's go to a matchup with the Philadelphia Eagles and the Pittsburgh Steelers in a Quaker State showdown, and let's talk about Miles Sanders. Uh, Assuming now, of course, this is a full point per reception format at MKF. It's 16.5 fantasy points for the second-year running back out of another Pennsylvania school there, uh, Penn State. So a lot of a PA theme here across the board. I'm taking the under, man. I've got serious trust issues, as everybody should, with the offensive line and all of the missing bodies along that front for this Eagles uh, offense and the Steelers have the most formidable front line of any defensive line in the league. Uh, they are number one in fewest adjusted line yards allowed, according to the FTN Daily Tool. Uh, Pittsburgh specifically has given up 2.3 yards per carry, just 59 and a half total yards per game to the running back position. Just two touchdowns as well. Third fewest fantasy points are well rested after the premature bye due to COVID and the Tennessee Titans last week. So they're coming in fresh and rejuvenated. Uh, I just do not see Sanders. I don't even see him sniffing 80 combined yards. I know the workload's going to be there, but firm under for me on 16 and a half fantasy points. Desperately needs a touchdown, I think, to hit on the over for this total. Fade or follow me, again, under that 16 and a half fantasy points line for the second-year rusher out of Penn State. Yeah, this one's curious because it's a tough matchup, and Miles Sanders is averaging less than 16 and a half PPR points per game. He's at 15 and a half and Pittsburgh is allowing two entire opposing running back backfields 15.9 PPR points per game. So both of those numbers are below this number. This would have to be considered an above average matchup for Sanders to go over. And here's the weird thing. Miles Sanders has caught nine of 19 targets. That is so bad for a running back. I'm blaming Carson Wentz. But last season in 16 games, he had 13 incompletions when targeted. Already in three games, he has 10. He's almost right there at what he was last year. So there's some crazy stuff going on with this offense, not in a good way. And I just have to lean on the under here as well. All right, so a little impromptu game of head-to-head. Who would you rather have this week in a half-point PPR setting, Miles Sanders or Devontae Freeman? I'm going Miles Sanders. I actually have Devontae Freeman one spot ahead. What about Miles Sanders or Kenyon Drake against the Jets? I'm going Miles Sanders. 
I got Kenyon Drake. Uh, last one, Miles Sanders or your boy Jarek McKinnon? Uh, Raheem Mostert's been practicing this week. I don't care. I want Jarek McKinnon. Guys looked great. He scored a touchdown every week. I like McKinnon more. Oh, we agree. Finally, I'm also going with Jarek McKinnon. I am down on Mr. Miles. Number three. All right, let's work at a wide receiver. Speaking of somebody we're down on, at least a lot of people, Debbie Downer, about one DJ Moore. Not really delivering on the preseason hype. You know, he was a top 10 drafted wide receiver, and he is nowhere close to that. As Robbie Anderson has sprinted past him as really the wide receiver one for this, uh, you know, spread the wealth, spread it out, chuck it deep. Carolina Panthers offense under Joe Brady. Here is a line against the Atlanta Falcons. Although they get A.J. Terrell back, they're missing four additional starters this week in that defensive backfield. 72 and a half, and I'm taking the over. This is the week, Brandon, that D.J. Moore gets his mojo back. You know, he's top 10 in team air yards percentage, which has been an encouraging sign. He just hasn't really, you know, put it all together. But what better way to, you know, get back on the right side of fantasy owners' good graces uh, than against this Atlanta secondary, and specifically one Isaiah Oliver. Isaiah Oliver in this defense has given up a 135.6 passer rating to his assignments, and that's going to be the primary matchup for Moore in this contest. So I'm thinking 100 yards. I'm thinking a touchdown finally. This could be an eight-catch game. Uh, I think Teddy Bridgewater and friends really air it out, and DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson have top flight of what you know, wide receiver one level games here in week number five. You got a fader follow me in the over DJ Moore seventy two and a half yards. Yeah, well, here's the funny thing is he's averaging seventy two yards this year, and this is a way above average matchup. So you would assume that he would go above average in terms of his total and. Yes, he is not a wide receiver one like a lot of people pegged him for, but he's being targeted like one. He has the 12th most targets among wide receivers. And really, the biggest issue is he hasn't found the end zone. But I think this could be the week that he goes, uh, pushes 100 yards again, and I think there's a decent chance for him to score his first touchdown of the season. So I am following. It's another kumbaya moment. Oh, yeah, the dance party's going to be on for DJ against the Falcons. Number two. All right, so we're going to running back another one. I was uh, under on Miles Sanders, and that's going to be the same theme here for Jonathan Taylor, the rookie out of the University of Wisconsin. Uh, so I'm going to make the cheddar uh, this week against the Cleveland Browns. I am under the 73.5 rush yards total available on MKF. Uh, this is a little bullish. You know, this is a guy that's in a full-blown RBBC. He's been under 49% of the team's total rush attempts here in back-to-back games. He's not getting a whole lot of targets out of the backfield either. Uh, that yak per attempt at 2.20 is in the bottom quarter of the NFL right now. Man, we got to get credit where credit is due, man. The Browns are barking in the trenches. Uh, one of the stingiest run defenses in the league, giving up just 3.5 yards per carry, 114.5 total yards per game, 10th fewest fancy points surrendered to the running back position. They're inside the top five in both adjusted line yards allowed, and the offensive line is actually number one in that category for Cleveland, which means they could really ground and pound this game and eat up a lot of clock, which doesn't necessarily benefit one Jonathan Taylor. And that offensive line of Indianapolis not exactly lived up to the top five billing, number 18, and adjusted line yards allowed, again, using that FTN daily tool. So, fade or follow my under on the rookie 73.5 rush yards, Jonathan Taylor. 
Yeah, give credit where credit is due to those brownies. I mean, no running back has sniffed this number against them, and that includes yep. Ezekiel Zeke. Elliott, includes yep. Joe Mixon, Antonio Gibson in the Baltimore backfield. Nobody's come close. And Jonathan Taylor, we know, was giving up nine carries a game to Jordan Wilkins. Uh, Naheem Hines is in the mix. Volume, even if he's even if he's rolling, volume could be an issue. So, yeah, I'm another one. I just having a hard time going the other direction. I have to follow you and take the under here. Uh, let's do an impromptu game ahead to head with Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor and a half point PPR. Joshua Kelly. Uh, I'm going to go Jonathan Taylor. I have Joshua Kelly. The battle of the rookies there. What about Jonathan Taylor or Melvin Gordon against New England? Mm. Uh, because Philip Lindsay's back. I'm going to lean Jonathan Taylor. Oh, no. Melvin Gordon for me. Last one, David Johnson. Coaching change. Great matchup. Jacksonville seems to cure all ills. Or Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> I don't, I'm not going David Johnson. I'm going Jonathan Taylor. I have David Johnson at 14. I have Jonathan Taylor at 20. Team Raisins for Funson. Team Ravens for me. Number one. All right, last one. Oh, we got to have somebody against your Seattle Seahawks. And how about that somebody being Captain Kirk? This is a real line, and it's really low. 251 and a half pass yards over, over, and over again. What reason do you need? It's Seattle. They're giving up over 400 pass yards per game. I mean, this is a crazy low number in my estimation. Yeah, it's a largely conservative offense. Uh, a lot of the one-two punch of Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison. You cannot run, though, on Seattle. Uh, they've given up less than three yards per carry at the running back position, and all they do is give up chunk gains and plays down the field. That's great news for Adam Thielen. That's doubly great news for my boy Justin Jefferson, who I think is must-start material this week. I have both those guys ranked inside my wide receiver top 12 in week number five. Kirk Cousins, I think, is going to be a back-end quarterback one. Brandon, try to bury your subjectivity here with uh, the Seattle Seahawks, but oh, I think you're on. in agreement. 251 no, and a half. You're I, over, I, right? I, st I stream any team against the Jets, and I stream any quarterback against the Seahawks. That just hasn't been a wrong answer yet. Uh, no quarterback has fell below 300 yards against Seattle. And part of the thing here is that Seattle – forces quarterbacks to throw the ball they're one of the highest scoring teams in the league i believe they've been in the 30s every game and so this minnesota defense has not been stout they're getting better but you still expect seattle's probably going to be able to get to 30 plus again and minnesota cannot play most likely as conservatively as they would like to all right let's do a little head-to-head -head here kirk cousins or matt ryan against carolina kirk cousins oh kirk cousins in a walk kirk cousins or big ben against philly kirk cousins uh, Kirk Cousins for me. Last one, Kirk Cousins or Justin Herbert oh. against New Orleans. I go back and forth. Right now, I got Kirk Cousins eight, Justin Herbert nine. Ugh, it's it's a toss-up, but I'll say Cousins. I have Herbert at eight. I have Cousins at ten. And in between, that manwich, Joe Burrow. Teddy. Oh, okay. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, I have at 11. And it's tough. All those guys are just kind of stacked for me. I just yeah. think Burrow's going to have a high volume game, and he always loved the little rush yards, and same with Herbert that he gets, which Kirk Cousins does not. But uh, Kirk Cousins should have a banner week number five. And that is a wrap on this edition of the Fantasy Fast Track Podcast. Please follow Funson on Twitter at Brandon Funson. Follow me at Noisy Huevos. Check out Brandon's excellent work and his colleagues at well, as well at The Athletic. Check out FTNFantasy.com, FTNDaily.com, FTNBets.com. Use that promo code Evans to get 10% off your subscription today. Drop us a rating and a review, which kindly, if you're enjoying this pod, show us some love because we do nothing but show love back to you. We are men of the people. 
most definitely. And until next time, get that W in week number five. Adios, amigos!